Welcome to Breaking Bread. This is the show where we explore food through culture, conversations, and a whole lot of curiosity. I'm your host, O E Jun, a food writer and recipe developer from the Jun and Tonic blog. And every week on this show, we dive deep into an aspect of food culture, and I bring in some food friends and experts to talk about it. So it's Christmas time, and seeing as it's the holiday season. We thought it'd be really fun to do a special Christmas version of the show, and for it, I brought in a special guest to talk about all things Christmas, Dinesh Rao from Trey Cafe. So, first, let me tell you a few things about Dinesh. <laughs> <laughs> What are you going to tell people about me? So. We basically became friends over Instagram, right? That's right. And my first, first... Of all, thanks for having me, Jude. <laughs> <laughs> so, my first ever interaction with you was uh, I contacted you to borrow a book, a cookbook. That's right. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes. That's yeah, right, that's right. Uh, Helen Goes cookbook. cookbook. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And with no hesitation at all, you were like, "Yeah, sure, you can come pick it up at my at my cafe." So that's how our friendship started. So Dinesh owns a tray cafe, which is at Plaza Plaza Namas. Yes. yes. Um, and during the day, he is the owner of that cafe. But as if running a cafe isn't enough, if you have seen Dinesh's uh, Instagram account, he basically cooks really amazing, sometimes elaborate meals when he gets home, like asam laksa, tafufa, curry puff. Asam pedas, char siu siu, It's not a daily affair. Okay? <laughs> it's not a daily affair. <laughs> it seems like a daily affair. Though. People think that I'm so free, but but it was fun, lah. Like, yeah, all those things. But literally, yes. you you've cooked so so many local dishes, right? I try to, Jun. Mm. Mm. But recently, because it's Christmas time, I've been That's seeing right. a few Christmas dishes popping up yes. on your feed. Um, Just trying to be current, you know. <laughs> <laughs> trying to be an influencer. <laughs> you know, right? It's so difficult. I'm sure you understand. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Don't lump me in that category. <laughs> so, tell me. Tell me what have you been cooking this Christmas? Um, well, to be honest, right? Um, Christmas is always a very crazy month for the business. Mm-hmm. For the business. Um, personally, I would only like plan a party or two personally for my own thing but generally the whole month of December sometimes it started in November you know um, it's generally a very crazy month where you're taking a lot of catering orders a lot of baking mm. um, and a lot of those things so it's a daily affair that you know you're swamped with turkey orders you know baking mince pies you know wrapping cookies and cakes and <laughs> all these sort of things right so <clears throat> if you ask me what have I been cooking For Christmas, on a personal home cooking level, nothing. <laughs> so yeah, but I would love to, you know, like any other, you know, people who are trying to celebrate Christmas, you know, they 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 sort of experiment things at home mm. and see whether it works on you know Christmas Eve party and stuff like yeah. that. I used to do that, you know, before I came into the business, but seven years ago. And do you remember any particularly mm. memorable moments of like? Throwing a Christmas party, or yeah, or like Christmas cooking thing? experimental Christmas things, or um, any disasters that has happened. Okay, Christmas disasters. Oh, I'm full of Christmas disasters. <laughs> you know, um, nothing has ever gone according to plan. Um, the first time I ever bake a Christmas fruit cake, right? Um, <clears throat> I love Christmas fruit cake. So growing up, I don't know how to make it, but I have an aunt who will, you know. Every once in a while, she will 
give us some. And I thought, I was, oh, it's so, it's so good. So yeah, so I started, okay, then I have my own kitchen, you know, I started baking, you know. So I was like, okay, let's do this. And I remembered following one particular recipe. I don't know which recipe, uh, if I'm not mistaken, it was Nigella's recipe. Like, you know, mm. That's how you start, right? Go to the domestic goddess and yeah. flip the Christmas Bible and start mm-hmm. doing things. So I thought, okay, let's do this, you know. <laughs> so I followed everything to the T. And, you know, they said, feed your cake with alcohol, right? So I was like, okay, I want this super boozy. <laughs> so so I, I, I was like, okay, I get a bottle of brandy and I kept feeding it, you know, every day. And every day. Every day. Wow. Okay, but okay, not like cups of it, like spoonfuls of it. Okay, so I did I did it for like a month. Oh my God. Okay. Um, or probably m- longer than that. I remember taking out every morning and feeding it before I go to work. So I wrapped it back. You know? So I said, <laughs> then the, 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 you know, at some point you said you should stop feeding it and let it mature. Right. So I did that, you know. Being a good home baker I was, <laughs> I kept it and I put it back and somewhere towards Christmas, right? You know, leading towards Christmas. So I took it out, you know, and opened to my horror shock. There were mold growing what? all over the entire cake. Okay? So there was the whole fruit cake covered in green moss. So I was like, what happened? You know, yeah. I, mean, I was like, what is this? I thought, I thought, yeah, I thought it's supposed to be like, it keeps well uh-huh. and preserves. I thought almost. alcohol shouldn't, uh-huh. you know, it should have evaporate and whatever, whatever, you know, everyone has been telling me. So I was like, no. So this, this proves that, you know, when you're in a humid country like Malaysia, <laughs> never ever feed, you know, your fruitcake more than what it should. You yeah. Know what I mean? So I'll try to throw the whole thing away. La. Oh. Not to mention a whole bottle of brandy has almost like oh my gone, God. right? So yeah. before baking and after baking. So I had to throw the whole thing away. That was like, that was my first ever oh, no. mistake. But I'm sure since then you've made plenty oh, of yes. good fruit cakes. Uh, since then I've learned. Mm. Yeah, since then I've learned, yes. You need to control your yes, alcohol yes. intake. That's for right. That. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Uh, but one other very, very uh, popular dessert when it comes to Christmas... Mm. Is it a dessert? Uh, well, mince pies, right? Um, Christmas delicacies. Like, yeah, Christmas it, yeah. delicacies. And it's a very popular thing in the UK. And right. I only got to know of it when I went over to study right. in the UK. Right. Wait, wait. Actually, actually, we should probably give a disclaimer, right? Like, what is a mince pie? Because for those who haven't had a mince pie, when I first heard of mince pie, I thought there was actual mince. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same, same, inside, same here, same right? here, yeah, yeah, same yeah. here. So when, you know, when I was looking at cooking TV shows and all that sort of things and flipping through Christmas magazines, I was like, mince pie. And they said mince meat, right? Mm. The, the recipe, they just say mince meat. I was like, this is rather strange. Yeah, and you it's know? supposed to be yeah, sweet for it's a supposed dessert. To be sweet. Yeah. No, looking at it, mince meat. They, they would say uh, store-bought mince meat from a jar, you know, when they try to tell you how to bake, you know. Mm. So I was like, what is this mince meat? You know? and it's, oh, then I started Googling, you know. I was like, okay, it's actually not meat. You know, mm. it's actually mixed fruits. So generally, you know, it is mixed fruits, you know, that you use for fruitcake, cooked with some fat, sugar, spices, some orange and lemon. And if you want, you can put alcohol in it, reduce it, and with a lot of, um, what do you call? Cider. Mm. Cider vinegar, right? And that's why it gives you that tang and that particular scent, mm-hmm. you know, that permits through the whole room. So that's generally what mince pie is, you see. Um, and you can either buy your own pastry, you know, or make your own pastry, you know, but it's better that you make your own. Lah. So that's what mince pie is. 
Yeah, every year, every Christmas, I would have a mince pie. And I haven't had any this year. Oh. But you so graciously brought over. <laughs> have to la. Have to la. Thank you so much for bringing over some mince pies. Here, have one with me. We're going to have... Okay, you... How, how many have you had this year? Um, too many. Too many to count. Too many. Because every morning, my staff would have baked the batch. And then it's like, boss, try. Oh, so this smells like, so good. <laughs> so I was like, okay. You know, okay, okay here, so, boss, boss, try. No, 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 you, 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 okay, this one, I made it, not oh, my wow. staff, okay? okay? So, yeah, so I baked it in the morning in my home kitchen, so I brought it here for you. Okay, let's, let's, oh my let's god, try, let's thank try, you try. so much. Let's see whether, yo, you got the ratio perfect. Let's see whether you like it or not. The okay? ratio of a uh, filling to pastry. Mm. I hope it's good. You know, it's good, like what you hope it's good. How is it? <laughs> I don't know, okay, it's very subjective, I would say. Some people like it sweeter. I really like it tangier. I like the spice level in this, no? And the citrus peels and all that sort of mm. stuff. So. And the pastry? Oh, fresh made pastry mm-hmm. is like so different from, mm-hmm. you know, the one that comes mm-hmm. in packets and it's like dry and that's right. almost like chewy sometimes. Mm. No, but this is so flaky. I love it. Thank you so much. No worries. The rest are all yours. <laughs> oh, I'll share it out. I'll share it out. So yeah, um... Wait, Same so here. how, how um, do you get to know about mince pies then? I have a funny story to tell. Mm. Um, like you, you know, growing up in an Asian household, mince pies never been a thing, right? I don't remember at what point that I actually saw a mince pie. You know, I just don't remember. You know, also that because I grew up in a small town from Ipoh. So, you know, fruitcake is probably... The fanciest thing mm. when it comes to Christmas. Not mince pie, not brandy butter. What? So so it was like, it was only like probably eight, nine years ago, you know, even before I went into the cafe business, a friend of mine decided to pop in and say, Dinesh, can I borrow a kitchen to make mince pies? So I said, sure. Okay, at that point, I know what mince pies Ah, okay, ah, okay. Okay. So yeah, so this friend of mine, if you're listening, you know who you are. Uh, <laughs> so she... Came and said, oh, Dinesh, I want to borrow a kitchen. I want to make mince pies. So she, I was like, okay, do you have like a big metal pot? I said, yeah. So I said, how much mince pies are you going to, like the filling are you going to make? So, oh, uh, enough to give some friends and family. So, okay, sure. Let's have fun with it, right? So I said, okay, it's my first time ever making mince pies. And so was she. So I didn't know what really goes into the ingredients per se, you know. So she brought all the stuff and then she started cooking and Hours later, <laughs> my whole house, right, smelled like apple cider. Like, you know, when it's like <laughs> reacting with the uh, metal pot, you know, that, oh. that, that smell, that oh, stench. No. Yeah. So I was like, is this what mince pie is supposed to <laughs> smell? Then she was like, she, she, she was equally surprised herself. Oh, no. like, she was like, I don't know. But they, <laughs> but okay, when you, when you tasted it, it was fine. Right. You know what I mean? But when you, when, you, when you step into the house, right, I was like, why is it so stinky? You know, the, yeah. the, the, the reaction of the pan, basically, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. to, to, the to the cider vinegar. Cider vinegar yeah. And I'll tell you what, that smell stayed throughout <laughs> weeks. You know oh what I mean? I God. was like, throughout Christmas, I'm being reminded that, you know, <laughs> how mince spice is supposed <laughs> to smell. So ever since then, let me just tell you, ever since then, I've never made mince pies. Ever what? Because I was so scared to make oh mince my pie, God. you know, because of the smell. But you made some today. Oh yes. So you know, years later when I start going to business, I was like, okay, I have to make mince pies. Right? I was like, 
then I've been constantly horrified with the thought <laughs> that will my whole baking kitchen smell of you know, this, yeah. of, of this because it still lingers in my mind, you know, <laughs> how smelly that, that, that kitchen was. But thankfully, no, you know, um, basically it's like, you know, you use different pots, you know, uh, yeah, you that, use the non-reactive ones. Yeah, yeah non-reactive yeah, yeah. ones, la. So, mm. yeah, so that that was that was that was fun, la. Mm. That was fun. Yeah, yeah. I think there's so many Christmas foods, Christmas dishes that we in Malaysia we don't really see. Right? Yeah, you're right. Um, and even mm. like roast turkeys mm. and Brussels sprouts. Yeah, it's. I think it's because it goes back to how difficult it is to source these things right. in Malaysia and expensive. Mm-hmm. Not to mention, yeah. but to be honest, I think. I would prefer roast chicken uh, over oh yeah over turkey yeah and it's Anytime. a it's a constant debate right? no like why is turkey such a big thing during Thanksgiving or Christmas because it's so easy to to overcook it and make it like really dry and the only thing that can really save it is the gravy, gravy. or yeah. sometimes and cranberry yeah. sauce I suppose yeah 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 but. I've seen on your latest Christmas menu for Trey uh-huh. that you have a roast turkey on there. That's right. <laughs> That's right. So how are you planning to make sure it's not too dry? Okay, we generally brine it. Um, like the whole turkey. The whole turkey. Right. So we generally brine it. And I would recommend friends who wants to make their own, um, you should basically brine your turkey. If you have a big tong. Yeah, yeah. It needs you know, a very big tong. No? <laughs> uh, and you have fridge space, <laughs> you know. To brine your turkey. Uh, uh, otherwise, it would be a bit dry, I would say, you know, uh, sad to say. But I'm with you, Jun. Um, I would never reach for that slice of turkey. Chicken over turkey. Chicken over turkey. Beef over turkey. Anytime, yeah. you know, mm. uh, unless if there's some dark meat, which I would yeah, know, yeah. go for. But no, I, I've, in my years of hosting Christmas parties, I've never served turkey. <laughs> never. You know, I would sell it, you know, um, I would sell it. But yeah. people, I mean, there are people who, who order turkey religiously every mm-hmm. year, you know. Yeah. I think I it's, mean, it goes down to it being a symbolic dish, right? Probably, mm. probably. You know, it, it's symbolic. It sits there on a table, you know, gloriously and people will be like, oh, you know, ooh, yeah. and, and it's like a special occasion. Yeah. Until you cut into it and eat it. Yeah. And it's like, oh, and like, oh my God. And you're chewing and, and there's silence, <laughs> you know. And there's silence, you know, you see, you hear the ooh and ask when the turkey is being brought out uh-huh. and then when people start chewing on it, the silence, complete silence, then you'll be like, okay, you know. <laughs> you know, should I just make, you know, compliments or should I just continue eating? It's like, let so, me reach for the that's potatoes. Right, instead, right? That's right. So, yeah, um, I don't know. I mean, I've never been a fan, la, personally, mm. you know. Um, but in the shop, we try to do it right. And I would say that it's pretty good. Mm. You know, uh, I'm happy to eat my own turkey. I won't say that it's going to be like super juicy and super moist, you know. I mean, who am I going to kid, right? Mm. But the turkey being a turkey, because the amount of fat in it is not as much as chicken yeah you know so it's still gonna be dry at some parts mm. but yeah brining it with salt lemon herbs fresh herbs does help does mm. help a great deal yeah definitely yeah. it seems like we're just throwing shade on on christmas dishes right, right? <laughs> and this is gonna be air but, on christmas but right i promise you i promise you we <laughs> we actually love christmas no fruit. but oh, yeah, yes <laughs> we do we do we do we do yeah but i i, I would say that you know because us being Asians, you know, we, we never actually grew up uh, with these things. Mm. So it is an adopted mm-hmm, culture. True. You know. And <coughs> as we always say, like our food yeah. is always so much more flavorful and intense yeah. than especially when you like take or borrow these cultural yeah. foods and bring it over, it's like, yeah. oh, it's not as good as uh, 
um, our local food, right? But still, no. it's like a festive, but I would symbolic say, thing. But that's a thing, you see, Jun. Um, it is, it is their food, right? I mean, and all these ingredients came from there, mm. you know. And these are supposed to be seasonal, yeah, produce, and it obviously would taste ten times better over there because yeah, it's sure. fresh, right? So over here, you know, you take time to ship it here, you know, and all the turkeys. I'm sure if you eat like freshly slaughtered turkey, it would taste different, right? Like, mm. Yeah. So that's the thing, I would say, you know, that's why we never get the best of it, mm-hmm. you know, and it's unfair to compare as well, you mm. know, to say the turkey you had overseas during Christmas versus the turkey that you you, you bought here. So that's that's why I guess at the end of the day. We'll still lean back to our own heritage food, regardless yeah. of whatever celebration it is. Yeah, for sure. And we'll be talking about some of the heritage food that you have been cooking. Uh-huh. Uh, but right now, <laughs> we're just going to take a really quick break. I've been speaking to Dinesh Rao from Trey Cafe. Stay with us. You're listening to a special Christmas episode of Breaking Bread on BFM 89.9. <laughs> Welcome back to Breaking Bread. I'm Jun and I've been speaking to Dinesh Rao from Trey Cafe. And we've just been speaking about all things Christmas and... Uh, and all <laughs> the mistakes a, that have It's made. a bit of a, a, a downer, right, to hear I this know, on right? Christmas Day. But <laughs> to, save, to save ourselves... Um, yeah, so you have been actually cooking for a very, very long time, personally, at home as well. No, um, I, I won't say that I've been cooking for a very long time, Jun. Um, like many others who just started on the culinary journey um, I'm probably one of you to put things in perspective um, I started the cafe about seven years ago you know and uh, yes in this whole seven years it's nothing but cooking and baking mm. right but prior to that a lot of people ask me how how did you you know actually get into mm. baking or even cooking and like did you go for culinary school or you know anything the answer is a short no I've never been to any school so the whole thing I think came about um, just growing up in a household where my mom would basically cook every single meal uh, and every single day mm. you know what I mean uh, she does not take a day off so I guess from there it's just being exposed to cooking and basic baking you know, and that's what brought me through, you know, over the years. And, you know, when you start coming out to work, you know, you start living in a room, not not a, a rented whole place to yourself, you know, mm-hmm. you don't really cook and so to speak. So it was only started when like, probably like 10 years ago, when you finally get into your own space, you know, your own kitchen, your own equipment that, that I actually started exploring more. I started baking very simple stuff. And then I slowly, gradually moved on to, you know, slightly more complicated recipes. Um, And it was only this couple of years that I actively went into Asian cooking. Mm, Before that, it was was mostly like... Before it was mostly um, dabbling with Western. um, A lot to do with um, menu development for my shop, you know, and all these sort of things. I didn't really get to play around with local mm. cuisine per se. I love them, but personally, I always felt that, oh my God, it's so difficult to cook it. You know what I mean? Because it's so complex and 
you always remember you had your best, for example, char kway teow, how it tastes like, uh-huh. right? Or your True. best laksa, how it how it tastes like. So you would always be a bit afraid to attempt it because it would never be that good, right? But yeah, it was only years ago that I started going to it, you know, reading a lot of rest recipes online, you know, uh, cookbooks and all these sort of things. And talking to my mom, obviously has no recipe book, you know. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's how I learned. La. So what, what are some of the biggest lessons you've, mm. you've learned when you compare cooking our local Asian food mm-hmm. versus all your Western recipes that you were cooking mm. prior to that? Oh, um, I would say that one difference one significant difference in cooking Western versus cooking Asian, right, is your end result, which is the flavor, will always vary a little bit. When you're cooking curry, for example, today's chili is not as spicy as yesterday's chili. Um, The coconut milk may not be as fresh as yesterday's coconut milk. So all these things play such a vital part in, in... ensuring how the end result would be as opposed to roasting off or baking uh, you know stuff like that because it's almost guaranteed results la, mm. you know so that that's one thing which i i basically learned that you know if i try to replicate you know uh, a dish <clears throat> oh it's it's it doesn't mean that it's going to come out but that's what makes it fun mm-hmm. you know and that's what makes you appreciate it i guess mm. Yeah. So for like, for Christmas meal, right? Mm. What Asian dishes do you think will fit into that? Because you uh, are, you, you said you were going to um, throw some Christmas parties at home as well. If okay. you have time. Yeah, yeah, if I have time. I'm still thinking, you know. Uh, <laughs> and some of my friends are <laughs> yeah, asking like, you Let's know, brainstorm right now. So what okay. Asian things are you going to add in? Last year, uh, last year I threw a party. I did an all things Asian Christmas party. Wow. Um no Brussels sprouts inside. <laughs> okay. Um, or turkey or roast lamb or, or chicken. So I thought what would be really fun was um, I did a, I did two Christmas dinners last year. The first one was a laksa and popia party. Wow. Right. So asam laksa to be specific. So yeah, so I had, in my kitchen, there's one station, which is the laksa station, where you have the broth boiling over the stove and you have all this, um, you know, the, the Chinese takeaway boxes? Like the tiffin? Like a chow mein in that. Uh-huh. So like I, a, like yeah. a cylindrical. Yeah, 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 like a pail, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. So I got those things and fill it with all the laksa condiments mm. and, that sort of thing and put it aside. And all you need to do is just fill it with laksa broth. Oh, you know? oh um, that's quite smart. Yeah, so just to make it a bit fun lah, you know. <laughs> and then the other side of the station is actually the self-assemble popia station where you just put on, you know, their popia skin and, and then slather it in their your sauce and, whatever you want. And wrap it. And it was fun lah seeing, you know, how people wrap their, you know, <laughs> and almost some of them like it never make it to the plate, you know, because it's just, it just bursting out in the seams, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, uh, I did that um, for one of the party, and I thought it was really super fun. Mm. You know, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it as a host. Yeah. I think that's very important. You know, if you're throwing a party, you need to do what you enjoy, mm. not uh, what you're obligated to do. Mm-hmm. Right? And I guess although the, the food and the flavor <clears throat> is like, very non-Christmas. Exactly. It is in the spirit yeah. of that, yeah. right? Like and having and, fun, coming together. And I also thought, because when I when I threw a party, it was relatively close to Christmas. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I also thought that 
prior to that, everyone who had been like, you know, inundated overdose with, yeah, turkeys, with turkeys and, yeah. and, and all this sort of thing. <laughs> so I thought, just give them a break, come back to their roots and and, and remember what Asam Laksa used to taste like. I mean, so I thought that was fun. So so I did that and everyone had fun. You know, I personally, I personally myself, you know, that's most important as a host, like I said, you need to have fun. So the other one I did was like a Tai Chow oh, wow. thing, you know, so... <laughs> It was all the dishes, you know, um, a bit, a bit like a buffet. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, but all the Thai chow dishes that we grew up, you know, like your sweet and sour pork and chicken and all this mm. sort of things, uh, Hokkien mee, and, so, and it was like all on a spread, all on a spread. Wow. Some are on the walk, some are, you wow. know. So just to keep it real a bit, lah. So, <laughs> um, so, so those were the two parties that I threw last year, and it was all uh, surrounding food that we. We grew up as mm. Malaysians. Eat, then, eat, are you going to do something similar this year again? Uh, um, I don't know. Should I? <laughs> <laughs> we'll uh, see. We'll see. Well, this episode is actually airing on Christmas Day itself, know, but, but we are recording know. this like a week before. Yes. Yes. Uh, so I still have time to think, see. right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I still have time to think. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, um, this has been like a really, really fun Christmas episode. Um, it has been. Yes. But just wondering for you, mm. what are your future plans beyond beyond Christmas? Are you going to have new things happening for, for Trey, for yourself in the New Year's? Because uh, we're entering into a new decade as well. Mm-hmm. No? Mm-hmm. I know. I know. Um, it's huge, yeah? 2020. Mm. Um, I don't know. But for me... Um, Never planned that far ahead, to be honest. <laughs> I'm still like... Yeah, um, clearly, because you haven't even planned your Christmas exactly, meals. Right? <laughs> I know, right? That's so bad. But um, I think in in the years to come, personally, I would obviously, you know, besides my business, you know, trying to keep it alive because it's tough in this day and age, right? You know, there's so many people, you know, um, opening restaurants left, right, center. And it doesn't mean that, you know, um, whoever that close they're bad. You know, it's just that you just can't cut it, you know. So, times are getting tougher as what everybody says, you know. So, I don't know, just just uh, making sure that we're still relevant. Uh, we still uh, serve food that's true to our heart. That's very important, I guess, when you run a business. And on a personal note, when we talk about food or, or food that's close, closest to our heart, which is Asian food or, or, or Malaysian food, I would say, um, I always tell my friends that celebrate it, you know, um, as opposed to us only celebrating the Western cuisine or, or even we always draw a line at how much we are willing to pay for a um, plate local of food, right? lo- local mm. food versus, you know, burger or, or steak, for example. But no one knows the amount of prep work that goes into it, you know, the amount of onions that you need to chop, the amount of garlic you need to pound, right? So all those things, I think people need to to take a closer look at how much work goes into all this and then appreciate it mm. before it's gone. So, yeah. Yeah. And yes. I think in that spirit of uh, celebration and that's appreciation right. of food and festivities, uh, that's very in line with uh, the Christmas and New Year's holidays. Well, I hope everybody well. have a good Christmas. Yeah. You know, eat well. Um <laughs> Yeah, and, and enjoy. I, I think the most important part about Christmas uh, before I end is like, enjoy it. You know, uh, 
I certainly will enjoy it when the time comes. You know, now I'm still <laughs> the time, now yeah, you're still in like now prep I'm mode still for, in the prep mode yeah. and still getting all my turkeys out and cracking my head how many cakes I have to you know send send out tomorrow. <laughs> but yeah, but for those who are home cooks and you're planning a Christmas party, have fun with it. I guess cook things that you enjoy. Mm. You know, um, and that's most important. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, Merry Christmas, everyone, and uh, Merry thank Christmas. you. Thank you for tuning in this week. That's all we have for this week's show. To listen to more episodes, you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, or visit our website at www.bfm.my. And as usual, for fun recipes and funky food writing, you can visit my blog at junandtonic.com. That's J-U-N-A-N-D-T-O-N-I-C.com. I'm Jun, and you have a very, very Merry Christmas. You've been listening to Breaking Bread on BFM 89.9.